0: Hi everybody, we come to you in the name of Jesus. You've tuned into New Life with Pastor Harry. I am Pastor Harry. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, We're going to be in the book of Luke. That's book of Luke chapter number 8. And uh, as you get your Bible and follow along with us, I want to tell you that you can call me at 330-801-1626. That's 330-801-1626. So, hey, give me a call. You got any prayer needs or something you want to say? Call me, will you? Uh, Book of Luke. And we're going to begin in uh, chapter 8, verse 40. And it came to pass when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Now, keep in mind, we got people waiting for Jesus. They're waiting for him. Uh, They feel his love. They feel his compassion. They feel his closeness. They feel the fact that he really cares for them. And if you're listening today, Jesus loves you. He knows your name. He's known you from before the foundation of the world began. He knew what your name would be. Now, he didn't name you. Somebody named you. But he knew what that name would be. And he does love you. And he does care for you. And he does want good things for you. And he does. Now, what has already happened here that we don't want to spend a lot of time getting into is he came across this man named Legion who was possessed by many devils. He cast the devils out, cast them into a herd of swine. They went down and went into the ocean and went into the water and choked. And the reaction to the people of the area was is they were afraid. And they did not want Jesus around. But you know what, there's a lot of people that do not want Jesus around because they've got bad motives and bad things and bad thoughts and they just don't want Jesus interfering with them. Uh, Hard to imagine that people can be like that, that uh, are so anti-Jesus and they know who Jesus is, these people knew who Jesus was but they'd sooner have him not around then messing up the things that they're doing to make money, and that's true with a lot of people. And it's true with a lot of people in our government today. We got a government full of people that are that are evil, and all they want is to be able to make money for themselves and their families and have cushy jobs at our expense. But you know what? God loves us. God still got us as the best country in the history of the world. And we're here because of Christians. We're here because of you people and your prayers. And prayers do move the hand of God. Now, we know the people here were waiting on Jesus, waiting for him. And and it says in verse 41, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house he had one only daughter I like the way they wrote that one only daughter instead of putting only one daughter one only daughter about 12 years of age and she lay a dying but as the people but as he went the people thronged him now Jesus is going to go to the fellow's house I mean Jairus had fallen at his feet and he begged Jesus please Jesus I got one daughter one daughter, she's dying. I need you to come to my house. I need you, Jesus. Well, there's a lot of times we need Jesus. There's a lot of times there are things going on in our life that we can not handle. And we need Jesus. And you know what? He's there. He's there. And you don't know how fast he's going to act. You don't know what he's going to do. But he's there and he loves you. And he has every intention of helping you. Maybe, maybe you need help in your business or on your job or something like that. Or you got health issues or your family's got health issues. Jesus is there for you. But you know, Jesus, number one job, number one above all else. As he wants us to go to heaven and be with him forever. This life here on earth is like a vapor. It comes and it goes so quickly. But after that, our life is forever and ever and ever. And depending on what we do with Jesus, it's going to depend on whether or not we live in heaven or in hell. Hell is so bad, it's unbelievable. Heaven is so good, it's just amazing and wonderful. We want to go to heaven. We want our friends to go to heaven. We want our relatives to go to heaven. We want everybody to go to heaven. But Jesus is the answer and the only answer. And he came here. He is the son of God. He came here and he died on that cross and shed his blood to pay for our sins. He paid a penalty that we could not pay. We can't pay for our sins. There's no payment that God will accept. And let's get something straight. We're not, we're not all children of God. We're all creations of God. There's only one way you become a child of God, and that's by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's one thing to know who he is and what he did, but you must accept him. We're going to give you a chance to do that before this program's over and make sure you're going to go to heaven when you die. You know, we do a jail ministry, New Life does. And our church is New Life Church. And right now we're located in Greentown, Ohio. We've been having to move around a lot because of problems with the building we was in that we may never get back in. But we're still fighting the devil and we're we're at war and we're winning and we're going to keep winning. But one of our ministries is a jail ministry. Brother Dave, my associate who helps me a lot, is in the jail twice a week. I'm in there once a week. When the corona is not going on, he's in a nursing home once a month. I'm in a Christian school every week, once a week. Uh, we do a lot of things to, to to reach out for people so people can get saved and accept Jesus as Savior. There's one thing we all must do during our lifetime, and that's be born again, to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. And when we do that, we ensure the fact that we're going to go to heaven when we die. We go to that jail. The guys in that jail got two things in common. Not all of them, but almost all of them. And and we've seen over the years, we've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of men come through that jail because it's a short-term facility. And we've been going in there for 23 years now. What we see in those men, is pretty much common, and it's common with, lo- with millions of people, millions, not just guys in jail, millions. And it's our job as Christians to reach them all. We see men there that were, were, were not only not raised in a Christian family and have no church background and do not know Jesus as their Savior, but they grew up without a dad in their house, no dad. You take no dad, no God, and you got a formula for disaster. It surprises me that more men does, do not end up in jail. We know that men are arriving there as non-believers. Our goal is to tell them about Jesus and for the Holy Spirit to work on them. We're just messengers. The Holy Spirit does the job and work on them so that when they leave, they are believers in our Lord Jesus Christ and they're on their way to heaven now we're counting on god to be living in their hearts and in their lives and to be guiding them and getting the right people in their lives to to disciple them and guide them and direct them but one thing we know for sure if they sincerely accept jesus as savior and we believe that almost all of them do that that say they do that they'll go to heaven and that's that's the goal that's what we got to accomplish and, and we know that God loves them, regardless of what they did. He loves you, regardless of what you have done or what you're going to do. There's nothing that you can do that will take you away from the love of God. He loves you, and he's going to always love you. And if you've accepted him as Savior, you've become one of his children, and he will never leave you. He will never res- forsake you. Now, he said he's not going to leave you now, and I believe him. Our job is to trust him and believe him and not to fear. And he will take care of us. Now getting back to this event, this event here. We got Iris, who's got a daughter that's 12 years old. She's dying. Jesus is is going to go to his house. He's heading there. And in verse 43, And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, never could be healed by of any. She, she's she got a blood issue. And she has used all her money on doctors. No, no help. No help. And she came, verse 43, big, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. That means it went away. And she, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter... And they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee, and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? Jesus knew who touched her. Of course he did. He, he, He asked his disciple questions all the time to get them to think and react. Verse 46, and Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is going out of me. Some of the healing power of Jesus has left him. And it left him and went into this woman. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. She had said, If I could just but, but touch the hem of his garment, he will heal me. And he said unto her, in verse 48. Daughter, he called her daughter. Keep that in mind. Be of good comfort. Thy faith had make thee whole. Go in peace. You know, there's no doubt about it. There's something about us having that faith in Jesus that he's going to do something that Jesus honors. There's no doubt about it. Now, we can't put our faith in faith. Our faith has to be in Jesus. But there's things we know about Jesus. We know he's all love. We know he loves us. We know it. We know he loves our family and our friends and our loved ones. There's so many people that I pray for and you pray for. and We're just really counting on Jesus to take care of them. But Jesus... One way or another, always takes care of things. One way or another. Verse 49 says, While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, Thy daughter's dead, trouble not the master. This guy was the head of the synagogue. And somebody came and said, Hey, it's too late. She's dead. Don't trouble Jesus any more about it. Leave him alone. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Now, he didn't say she didn't die. He said, Fear not, believe, just believe, she shall be made whole. Now, wouldn't it be nice to hear those words from Jesus? Jesus. But he's put his words in this Bible so that we can count on him too. So that we can say, hey, I know Jesus is here. I know he's with us. I know he's taking care of us. You know, sometimes, sometimes, somebody in your family might pass away because of an accident or something. And you pray, and you pray that they live. And you pray that Jesus will take care of them and He will heal them. Well, the ultimate healing is for Him to take them to heaven, to heaven. Will you miss them? Oh, yes, you will. Will it break your heart? Will you? I mean, will you? Yes, yes. Will it be difficult for you? Will you ever get rid, get over, the fact that they're not here with you? No, you probably won't. I've been there. I am there. But you know what I know? I know that our loved ones, if they've accepted Jesus as Savior, and that's what we want to make sure happens, they're in heaven when they pass. They're in heaven. And they'll be there forever. And oh, I've got loved ones in heaven that I am so looking forward to. I got one, a couple of them in particular. One more than any other. And I'm looking forward to seeing her someday. I'm looking forward to being with her forever. Forever. And you know what? I thank God that she's in heaven. That she's in heaven. And I do. Let's continue with this account. With this event. As my brother Tim would say. And when he came into the house he suffered no man to go in except Peter and James and John and the father and mother of the maiden. So Jesus says, hey, I don't want any of you people in here except them. Verse 52. And by the way, we're in in the book of Luke chapter 8. You know, I had somebody call me and was talking to me and said, I wish you'd mentioned it again, Harry. Sometimes for some reason or another I miss. It's Luke chapter 8. And uh, we're we're going into verse fifty-two. Okay, so he's, he's and all wept and bewailed her, but he said, "Weep not; she's not dead, but sleepeth." Wow! And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. Now they know life from death. What is Jesus talking about? So they laughed at him. I mean, they scorned him. They're not believing Jesus. Well, something that we always do ought to do is believe Jesus. He is the Son of God. And he's created everything, including you. They laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, And he commanded to give her meat. Now her spirit had left her. And her spirit came back into her. She The reason that he's saying she was only sleeping is because he knew what he was going to do. He took that spirit of life and death and put it back in her. And you know, we've got within us we got a soul. that's us within my body lives Harry Harry I live in here Uh, uh, while I'm in here I'm part of this body I'm part of it but when I leave when I leave this body this body is just a shell I'm out of here and I'm gone and I'm spirit and I'll be reunited with my body someday later but I'm gone and when I leave, the first thing I'm going to see and the first thing you're going to see if you've ever accepted Jesus as your Savior is, is Jesus. He promised to come back and get us. And some people think that that means in the rapture. And it means in the rapture too. But he's going to come back and get me. He's going to come back and get you. When you take that last breath here on earth, the first thing you're going to see and feel is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to take you in his arms, and you're going to go straight to heaven with him. I'll go straight to heaven with him. I'll be there with my loved ones forever, forever, forever. And you know what? It's a nice thing to look forward to. You know, the people who are Christians can look forward to going to heaven. Those that are not Christians have got nothing to look forward to death is so fearful to them and such a problem for them it's hard for them to live a normal type of life they got to just not think about it but here he is he says made arise her spirit came again and she arose straightway." and he commanded to give her meat he says hey get her something to eat well I am so glad that, that Jesus wants to make sure we can eat And I like to eat. And uh, people that have seen me know that they can tell by looking at me I like to eat. One thing's for sure. If you'd like to eat, people are going to know it. Now, you can lie and say i got a glandular problem or this or that. And they've seen these movies of concentration camps. There's no glandular problems in there. If you don't eat, you're going to lose weight. It may not happen instantly, but you're going to lose weight. But hey, Jesus says, get her something to eat. Remember when Jesus came back? Can you imagine what it would have been like to be in the upper room? One of Jesus' disciples. He's gone to the cross. You know, they've checked him, they've, run, they've crucified him. They run a spear up under his ribs, into his heart, and flowed the water and the blood to signify the fact that he was dead. They took him off that cross and they wrapped him up and they put him in a grave. The disciples were so scared they went back to the upper room. And with the door locked and them closed in there and feared, all of a sudden Jesus appeared in the room. He just went through a wall. Were they scared? Of course they were. If Jesus appeared in this room right now, I'd be scared even though I know it's Jesus. They thought it was some kind of a spirit. Jesus knew what they thought. You know what? Jesus always knows what we're thinking. So you might as well talk to him about it. If you're having trouble with your faith, ask Jesus to help you with it. If you're having trouble with your mortgage payment, ask Jesus to help you. If you're having trouble on the job, ask Jesus to help you. If you don't have enough faith in Jesus, ask Jesus to help you have enough faith. Anything that you got in need of, or think you got a need of, or or want, you go to Jesus and you ask him. Ask him. Say, Jesus, I need this, I need this, I want that, I want something else. One of the things we should all be asking Jesus is, Jesus, what can I do to help further your kingdom? Jesus, what is it you want me to do? Jesus, I will do whatever you want me to do but I need you to equip me to do it. I need you to to give me whatever it takes, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, everything it takes to do what you want me to do. I'll tell you a couple of things that I know God wants us to do. He wants us to participate in some kind of a program to stop abortion. And even if you just say, hey, I'm going to pray three times a day, I'm going to pray at breakfast. I'm going to pray at lunch. I'm going to pray at dinner to stop abortion. And for God to use me whatever way he wants to use me to stop it. And, boy, we do need to stop abortion. we we got lots of things we need in our country. We need to preserve our police force. There's people who are trying to get rid of our police force. Who are they? They're the criminals. They don't want us to have police. They know They know who their enemy is. It's the cops. That's what keeps crime down, is the cops. We're grateful to them. We're glad to have them. We need them. We need medical people. We need all kinds of things. And we praise God for the ones we've got. And we thank God for them. But you know what? I'm going to challenge you. Ask God. Ask God what he wants you to do. And ask God to equip you to do it. And have you do it. And he will. God loves you. He wants to use you in a mighty way to help further his kingdom. He wants you to be a mighty warrior for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here this gal is. Verse 34. 54. He put them all out. Took her by the hand. And called saying. May to arise. That's all Jesus did. And her spirit came back again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. Nice to know he was giving her something to eat. And her parents were astonished. But he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Now, I've heard a lot of preachers make a big deal out of of that. And What did he mean by that? He meant tell no man what was done. He said, hey, you don't need to be running around telling people this. Now the question is why? Do I know why? Does Harry know why? No. Does anybody else know why? No. He just said it, and he meant it. He said for them to tell nobody, so they weren't supposed to tell anybody. And yet he wrote it in this book for us to know, and he wrote it in this book for us to tell others. But you know why he did it then? I don't know. But the things I know about Jesus is I know that he wants everybody to be in heaven with him. He said it over and over. But there's something, one thing, one, one thing you must do to go to heaven. And that's not only believe in Jesus, but the second part of that is to accept him as Savior. That's when you you accept what he did to pay for your sins. When you accept him as being your God, your Savior. The one who paid your sin debt. When you ask Jesus come into your heart and save you and forgive you your sins. And hey, if you want to go to heaven. If you believe Jesus is the son of God and he died for your sins. Say this prayer right now and make sure you're going to go to heaven when you die. Make sure of it right now. You can say it silently if you need to. But say this prayer. Dear God, I do believe that Jesus is your only begotten son. I believe he died on that cross and shed his blood to pay for my sins. I believe he rose from that grave and he is alive. I'm asking you right now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, save me, forgive me of my sins, and help me to serve you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, if you said that prayer meaning your sins are forgiven, you're bound for heaven. Your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your destiny has been sealed by the Holy Spirit. You will go to heaven, you will be there with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. If you said that prayer, if you said it, give me a call, will you? 330 801 1626. And hey. We are on a mission in this church to win souls for Jesus. Pray for us, will you? Pray for us. And hey, if you want to help financially, we would love to have your help either on a regular monthly basis or once in a while or something. Send anything you want to send to us at New Life, P.O. Box 374, Greentown, Ohio, 44630. That's New Life, Box three. 3- four, Greentown, Ohio 44630. We're running a little bit low on time. I'd like to encourage you to call me 330 801 1626. That's 330 801 1626. We could sure use your prayers, we could use your help. And uh, hey, keep tuning in. Tell some other people about our program, will you? And we really appreciate you being part of our team. And uh, we appreciate all you're doing for our Lord Jesus Christ. So please, give me a call, will you? Even if you don't like what I'm saying. I've had people call me and not like me. and That's fine. But give me a call. Hey, we are about out of time now. God bless you. Bye for now. Praise you, Jesus.